When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. 3 things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO, and welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. That man down there. JR, we're going to have to come up with a, a cool nickname for you. I'm already what JR. You, what, what, what did your mama call you when you were a little baby? Uh... Not not things I should repeat on the podcast. <laughs> that man down there is Sergeant MVP Aaron Brown, and you are you. And we're thankful to have you all with us tonight. I just got one question for you guys. Who's ready to burn some boats? Huh? I'm ready. I yeah. Uh-huh. I have water. <laughs> you, you army man, you. Hey, you did take down the midshipman this weekend, so that you had that going for you. Those were sick jerseys, by the way, Aaron. Those Army jerseys. Those were awesome. Yeah. Third, I think it was a three ID is what they are out of Fort Carson is who they were honoring. That's cool. That's, that that's really cool. To anybody, but, you know. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all kinds of good stuff tonight. We're going to talk about Devin Brown. We're going to talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. We're going to talk about Florida State College realignment. And Jr. He's got some juicy stuff he's bringing to the table. You're going to hear it all first right here tonight on the OHIO podcast. We are the official Ohio State podcast of Scarlet and Game and Fanside. To go over to scarletandgame.com, read great articles from myself, Frank, Ryan, and a host of other good writers as we try to inform you and give our opinions on what's happening in and around Ohio State athletics, including the basketball team, which we won't talk about tonight because this is a football podcast. Um, so there's that as well. Uh, we've got uh, all those good things coming at you. So, guys, I don't know about you all, but I'm excited to have this. Look who is in the house tonight. <coughs> the Muck 
He says, Hater Tots, what's going on, Monk? <laughs> Good to have you tonight, my friends. Down goes Canoe You. Oh, I get it. Navy, canoe you. <laughs> yes, Very good. sir. Very Anybody good. know this guy? Who? Chris? What is that? Oh, wow. That's, that's some old school stuff there. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's going to be about saying... uh, 2015. That was about, a, that was about 140 pounds ago. 120 pounds four, ago, four, four score and seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> All right, guys, let's dive right into it tonight. Yes, happy birthday, Chris, buddy. Look, Looking good in your elder statesman of years, my friend. <laughs> Devin Brown gives out a cryptic tweet this week of ships burning in a harbor. And Buckeye Nation was like, huh? And then you started to do a little digging, and you found out that the painting is a representation of when Cortez arrived in the New World somewhere in Mexico. And he saw that his soldiers and his shipmen were tired, hungry, and depressed, and didn't have the gumption to fight against an Aztec army that was going to defend their uh, nation to the teeth. And so he said, I've got to get them in the right frame of mind. And so he ordered his men to burn the boat, symbolizing there would be no turning back. It was all forward from here. Devin Brown gives out that cryptic tweet, and Buckeye Nation, when they realized what that meant, was like, I'm all in on this guy. Chris, I'll start with you since you it is your birthday this week. What did you think of Brown's tweet, my man? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I loved it, man. Um, I, I think it's a great attitude to have. Basically, he's, uh, you know, he, he could have just came on, though, with the Jake Taylor tweet from Major League and said, there's only one thing left to do, win the whole freaking thing. You know, that that's basically what he's saying is we got nowhere to go from here. We, we, all we can do is fight, uh, you know, and I'm not surprised at the, the number of people who freaked out about it. You know, when we did our Mount Rushmore thing, we learned that history is not exactly the strong point of uh, <laughs> Ohio State uh, football players and, and in some cases fans, you know, uh, not realizing there was only four heads on Mount Rushmore. So I, I get that maybe they didn't get the, uh, the connection. So, uh, yeah, you know, I love it. I love his attitude. Um it, it's an attitude of leadership, Eric. He's basically saying, we're going into battle, and I'm going to take you there. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yep. JR, your thoughts? Oh, you guys heard me say it last time. The only way that Ohio State loses this game coming up is if Devin Brown doesn't start. And if you ask me, it sounds like Devin Brown is going to start. If he's burning the boats and he's only going forward and he's never going to retreat, he's never going to run away, that's what I want. And honestly, I just love everything about this kid. I know that he didn't play great, and believe me, I've heard it on Twitter. Every time I say something good about Devin Brown, somebody's like, oh, he sucked in the games and he wasn't all that good. It's like he never got a fair shot. 
in my mind. He never. Do, does anybody realize how hard it is to play quarterback, and especially just being randomly thrown in? That's one of the reasons why I don't want to see Lincoln Keenholz in this bowl game. Is because I don't think he's going to get a fair shot. I don't think it's going to be fair to him or Devin Brown. Whoever looks the best, which I think is probably Devin Brown in bowl practice right now, let them have the shot at the game. Let them start. Let them go after it. And it sounds like Devin Brown is the man, and I could not be happier about it. Do, do, real quick, do we think that this could be a maybe a little bit of a cryptic shot at Kyle McCord as well? Hold on. No retreat, Hold no on. Surrender? Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. Because yes. you all know we are the we are the podcast that apparently loves McCord, apparently. I say that in all sarcasm. Yeah, Aaron, yeah we're the reason that he left. Didn't you know that, Eric? Yeah, well, some people might think so. Aaron, oh, if your internet will hold up, I'd like to get your thoughts here on that cryptic tweet from Brown. Nope. Didn't yeah, hold I knew up. you guys pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, you froze guys summed right. it up pretty well. Okay, so you froze I, right I, away, buddy. I figured that would happen. <laughs> but I, you guys all summed it up really well. I would agree with all of that. You know, I think it's a rallying cry. So hopefully uh, the team will fall behind him. And I'm, I'm like JR. I want to see him get his fair shake. I want to see him play the whole bowl game see what he can really do from start to finish yeah so <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about what jr and, and chris just kind of alluded to there was that maybe him symbolizing i'm all in i'm moving forward there's no going back there's no retreat is a little bit of a shot at one kyle mccord do you agree with that chris <clears throat> I do. I just hope Kyle's dad doesn't take to Twitter to complain about it. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, I absolutely think there was something to it. I mean, no, I, I believe there was something to it. He's saying, listen, I've been trying to tell you for a year I was the man, and now I'm going to go out and show you. Yeah. JR, what do you think? Listen, I don't want to be too hard on Kyle McCord because at the end of the day, if there is something going on, behind the scenes, you know, in his personal life, I do feel bad and I don't want him to have to suffer from that. But if we're just talking strictly football, which all fans should be talking just strictly football, I'm glad if he if he is taking a shot at Kyle McCord there, I'm glad he is because Devin Brown and in my mind, never got the fair shot at taking that job. It should have been a two-game system to where Kyle got a game and Devin got a game. I'm not afraid to say it. Ryan Day screwed that up. Ryan Day did not make the right decision of trying to go back and forth and flip-flop him in the game. That was never going to help anybody. It was never going to be good for anybody. And so now we see this Kyle McCord that got the job maybe undeservedly. We have no idea. I guess he did get picked, so I guess, you know, that is somewhat deservedly so. But at the end of the day, Devin Brown's going to get his, his chance now. And if the only reason he's leaving is because the competition was opened back up, I'm glad he's gone. And I'm glad Devin Brown is putting out that photo and saying, hey, I'm the man. Come come at me. If you want to bring a transfer in, I'm going to beat him out too. Mark Swick shows competitive fire. Absolutely. Yep. That's what I wrote in my article was that I want – the thing that <clears throat> bothered me most about <coughs> – excuse me – <clears throat> about McCord was the fact that I just didn't see that leadership and that competitive fire. The only time we got it was when we beat this guy's favorite team in Notre Dame. And 
Um, Brian says, wouldn't it be terrible if you guys depart this season with a loss to the team up north? Thank you for at least signifying what they are called. No CFP appearance and no bowl game win. Brian, if that happens, I'll have to call you and, and you can walk me through how you deal with that since you're an expert on it as a Notre Dame fan. Um, <laughs> so that being said, let's go down to this guy who uh, apparently is getting his Wi-Fi from the Amish family next door. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron that's how it feels I will say that <laughs> tell me tell me man like like as a competitor taking a shot shot as at a former teammate eh? what do you think dude <laughs> I'm all for it <laughs> that's that's what you got to have is teammates that talk trash to one another that drive the competition. Competition only makes the business better. That's that is a simple business principle. I hate all of you, by the way. <laughs> Please don't get offended and report us. All right, we don't need any more of that. Um, I'll let Eric break that one down later. <laughs> Lots to unpack there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I'm with it. I I'm I'm all for it. He I think I hope he did take a shot on the court. And if Kyle ran, continue to hide behind Daddy. I'm cool with that. Just do it somewhere else. All right, real quick, let's since we're on McCord, because uh, I'm with you, Jr. I think Devin Brown's going to get the start uh, in the bowl game, and I want to see him play the whole bowl game. Um, McCord to Nebraska. I read today where Syracuse reached out. He's a Northeast kid. He's from the you know Philadelphia area. Daddy played for uh, New Jersey's state school in Rutgers. Syracuse makes sense to me. It's a school where I think he can go, and expectations aren't through the roof. Um, but I also think Syracuse is a type of school where he's going to have to try to elevate what's around him. I made, you know, a lot of people <coughs> this week are dogging our show because we basically said that Kyle McCord wasn't good enough for our team, despite the fact he went 11 and one as a starter. And people are like, you guys are crazy. Let me reiterate. We believe as a, as a show, I believe personally that the talent around Kyle brought him up. He did not elevate anybody else on that offense. They elevated him. And as Aaron has pointed out now for three years, his recruiting ranking has a lot more to do with who he was throwing the football to in high school, who elevated his game in recruiting ranking as opposed to vice versa. If he goes to Nebraska, that's a fan base that is just as passionate about their team as we are of about ours. And I know they have had a lot of bad quarterbacks lately. Okay. And I saw you cringe, JR. I'm going to give the floor to you next because okay. I know you've been going back and forth with Cornhusker fans on this. I'll start with you. I'll let you explain that. But do you think that is a good landing spot for McCord if he goes to the land of corn, or are you like me and say he probably should go to a place like Syracuse? I thought it'd be a bad landing spot because I thought the Nebraska fans would have some self-respect and some expectations for themselves. But no, apparently I thought Nebraska fans were like us. I have always had an affinity for Nebraska fans because they have always seemed to be a pretty hard nose. We want more. We want better. You know, we're a better program than this. And then I put a tweet out there saying something about, you know, oh, Nebraska fans, if, if Kyle McCord thinks going from Ohio State fans who, who are, you know, supposedly unruly and unfair 
to Nebraska fans who were just chill and okay with everything, he's sorely mistaken. <clears throat> when in reality, apparently Nebraska fans have no self-respect for themselves, and they're like, hey, if he just gets six wins, he'll be our savior. He'll make everything okay. And we're, we're going we're gonna to build a statue for him because he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I can't believe how far the Nebraska program has fallen that fans want to just think if he just gets us six wins, he's the greatest thing that's ever walked through the door. I can't believe that. But apparently, if they're just looking for six wins, it might be the place for them. Hmm. Aaron. <laughs> JR nailed it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I, I it's I, I I'm not I, I feel about Kyle McCord the way I felt about Tough Borland, maybe Bryson Shaw sprinkled in there a little bit. If he goes to Nebraska, cool. That's he fits right in. And if Fleming follows him, cool. He can drop the ball over there. That's <laughs> what else there's there to say about it, you know. Chris, the thing with McCord is this: like you said, he doesn't have the leadership skills. He does not have the passion. I look at him and I, I see a less talented Johnny Manziel. Uh, For McCord? You, you know. Hey, yes. you're giving him way too much he may not. Though. He may He may not have the – how do I put it? He may not have the off-the-field problems that come came with a Johnny Manziel, but what I'm talking about is that lack of passion. I see, I see a much less talented Johnny Manziel when I look at Kyle McCord. I don't see that comparison um, at all, to be honest with you. I, I'm from a from a passion standpoint, from a, a desire to play the game. I, I Manziel I think, never had it. I don't think yeah, McCord's got it either. No, no, he had it in the games. You go back and watch Johnny Manziel during the football games that he was in, like the one in Alabama. That dude was he was a gamer on the field. Was, now, I, I was I was a Browns fan. Let me tell you, that, Johnny Manziel did not different Johnny that. Manziel right there. NFL yeah. Johnny Manziel. That's what I was thinking of too. Well, even in so, college, he failed to prepare, and that was the problem. Yes. McCord, McCord prepared and still couldn't. He still sucked. Manziel never prepared, and he just went out and gamed. You know, neither one of them have a desire to get any better. Right. Um, I, I think that's a big part of the problem. I think McCord would have a lot of success at a Mac program. Uh, I think McCord might have a, a, a lot of success at a low-level Power 5 program um, as far as getting them there 6-6. Six and six. But you know what? The fact is McCord is just not a winner. Cut and dry. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had to throw that last one out there, Chris, by Ty James. I thought that was pretty good. Terrible comparison. <laughs> uh, it's well, everybody, everybody's really entitled fast. to their opinion, Ty, even if you're wrong. <laughs> Everyone is entitled to my opinion. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. Hey, there was a question here about – let me see if I can find it. Um yeah, Jeb, well, why do you think Coach Day went with McCord? If you go back on our YouTube page and look at some of the recent videos, we actually uh, already addressed this, I believe it was a week or two ago. So check that out if you want to. We don't have time to get into all of that tonight. And it looks like we have an LSU fan with us. We'll be talking about Malik Neighbors at the end of the show and uh, Marvin Harrison and why I believe you're completely wrong in your comments. Okay, here we go. Let's jump into the next topic here, fellas, as we just move right along. 
This one's all you, JR. You've got some juicy stuff for us, apparently, about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, so I didn't even tell these guys about it because I kind of wanted their instant reactions when I say this. But And I think I think most of you will say, oh, that makes sense when I tell you it. But basically, what's going on right now is the week before, not the week before, the week during the during the Big Ten Championship uh, week. So the week leading up to that, the NCAA met with the Big Ten, basically gave them all the information that they currently have, and they are still finding information as they go. And it, there's a lot to unravel here. Um, from what I heard, as of right now, the spring, like the practice film, stuff like that, um, that's all true from what I was told. Uh, I was told that what happened was is that the uh, Michigan program somehow, who knows, there might be some kind of weasel in the Ohio State program, we don't know, gave the login credentials to the cloud system that holds all of the practice film to somebody in the Michigan program. Now, the person right now being blamed for all the sign-stealing stuff because Jim Harbaugh didn't know is Jay Harbaugh. So a lot of people think that it might have been Jay Harbaugh that was given the practice footage or whatever, which really we know right now is not practice footage. It's just, you know, film that's on a cloud um, for that kind of stuff. But basically because of that, because of the possibility, actually I would say the very likelihood of the gambling as well, Jim Harbaugh is going to get a show cause probably this summer. I'm not as confident on the timing, but probably this summer he will get a show cause for at least one year, maybe two, um, and Jay Harbaugh will be fired. He's going to be blackballed from college football. I, I would I would be surprised if Jay Harbaugh ever coaches a college football team ever again. And that's saying a lot considering the FBI stuff we've seen with some college basketball coaches. I mean, Archie Miller, what, got a coaching job a year after he got in trouble with yeah. the FBI and everything. So, uh, But that's saying a lot. <clears throat> but just the general consensus is that this was so deep. This was so large. And anybody that wants to tell you, any Michigan fans that want to tell you that Michigan wasn't cheating for this game this past week, they logged in after Connor Stallions was fired. Boom. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Yes. So, JR, are you hearing anything about any other coaches that may be involved? Uh, the only one I know for sure, I've heard about other coaches. The only one I know for sure is Jay Harbaugh. Um, I've heard some about Mentor, some about Moore. Uh, I, I'm not as confident in those, and the people I've spoken to haven't been as confident, so I don't want to say those for sure. But I know for sure that Jay Harbaugh was involved, and was he was kind of like the linchpin that was keeping daddy clean, his actual daddy. <laughs> so, did, okay. <laughs> That was weird. (laughs) His actual daddy. Yeah, right. I want that to be clear, okay? Uh, Okay, so there's a show cause, and this is where I don't know, but if he gets a show cause, is that not – would he not be fired? And I mean Jay, I mean Jim. Yeah, so if the university wanted to, and this is where all the extension talk comes into play, if the university wanted to, they could technically keep him, suspend him without pay. He serves the show cause, and then he comes <laughs> back, and he's the coach. Um, now, I don't know very much about what's going on in the Michigan program. 
Sam Webb probably knows more than I do on that. Um, but what I would guess, and this is just complete guess and speculation on my part, is that they would probably try to do something <laughs> with Jim Harbaugh um, as, you know, being suspended without pay and Sharon Moore taking care of things. That's one of the reasons why, again, this is my speculation, I believe that's one of the reasons why we've seen the report that Jim Harbaugh will not be talking with NFL teams is because they don't want to lose him in the middle of the show cause. Wow. So... I'm, try, I'm trying to wrap my head around this because you didn't you didn't tell me what it was going to be, Jr. You just I wanted said it. your I wanted your you honest said, reaction. Yeah, you said it's just going to be Michigan. I I can't help as an Ohio State fan to not compare this to Jim Tressel, and I understand that was that was how many X years ago? That was a lot of years ago, over 13 years ago, right? Try to do the math in my head. Yeah. Um, Trestle got five, right? Yeah. Five years Yes, for lying to the NCAA. Um, he was fired by Ohio state before the NCAA gave him the show cause. Am I right about that? I believe so. Okay. The, I can't get past the fact that the administrators, the athletic department of this university is defending Jim Harbaugh like they are. And the only thing I can come to my mind that comes to my mind is they've known this. They are involved in this because you would think that they would be like, if this is true, we're getting rid of this guy. We're going to fire him. NCAA, you can do what you want with him. That's what Ohio State did. But it feels like they are circling around and protecting this man. And I I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't. Dude, like administration has to have skin in the game. There's no reason. Yeah. There right? is no reason to react this hardcore about something unless they're involved. I, I, because I'm with you, Eric. I, I can't think of a reason why they would circle the wagons around Jim Harbaugh, of all people. It's everybody the, does. They're everybody in that fan base, in that program, in that university defends this guy like he's some kind of prophet or something. Like I get like a religious fans, figure. I yeah, don't get it. Well, I get fans doing it. We do it with Jim Trestle. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, and we yeah. do it with Urban Myers. Yeah, still. I mean, perfect I example get, right here. Here you go. Yeah, I get the I get fans because they don't know crap about what's going on behind the, the closed doors anyway. The administration ha, is what has me concerned. The players, and even the even though they're in the locker room, they may not know what's going on behind the coach's closed doors. And the thing about it, Aaron, is Brian Kelly's caddy is exactly right. Harbaugh's cuckoo, man. The dude he's, is. He's, he's a lunatic. He's weird. <laughs> like, it, it's like everybody in the world sees it. Everybody in college football sees it except for them. They're like, that's my guy. He's a That's he's totally a normal. Man. Totally normal to have a sleepover at a teenager's house. Everybody does it, right? As a that's 50-year-old man. Like, what are you? <sighs> Never mind. We're going to get reported again, and I don't want that. So. Continue on with the podcast. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. <coughs> um, JR, do you want to answer this one? Yeah, so the last part there where I clearly told you what was speculation, yes, that was speculation. The beginning part where I said this is from a source is not speculation. You can believe whatever you want, Ty. I, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me. However, if you would like to wager $1,000 on um, Jim Harbaugh getting a show cost, I'd be pretty comfortable with that wager, personally. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> there you go. So, all right. There you there you have it. There's your there's your weekly JR insider news news drop for y'all that you haven't heard or read anywhere else. That's why we pay this guy the big bucks. He was he went into the transfer portal. We quickly gra- grabbed grabbed him up and brought him over to the OHIO podcast. So there you have it, guys. All right, we got one more here before uh, we sent uh, JR off to his own show for the evening. <clears throat> Conference realignment. Is Florida State next? And who would come with them? That second part out, let me explain in just a minute. Lot of lot of uh, 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 kind of like uh, chatter going on out there in the Twitter sphere, in the fa- books of faces, as Aaron calls it. Um where it appears Florida State is not happy, and rightfully so, right? You go 13-0, and win the ACC, and you don't even get a chance to play for a national championship. Now, I get it. The reasoning behind why the CFP committee picked the teams they do makes sense to me based off the criteria that they gave. The argument is is that every single year the CFP committee gives different criteria on who they pick, which is an issue, which is why we're going to 12 teams. And if you think it's going to stop next year at 12 teams, then you don't know people because they're going to argue over 11, 12, 13, and 14 just the same. Now, a lot of people will say, ah, that doesn't matter. Those teams aren't that good anyways, until you're the team that's in 11, 10, 12, 13, and 14, and then you will care because the argument will be about your team. And sure as I sit here tonight, there will be a day down the road when Ohio State, maybe even next year, might be one of those teams in that category that people are going to argue about. And we'll be right here on the OHL podcast at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night arguing for our Buckeyes because we are fans. And fan is short for the word fanatic. fanatic. Okay, now I got that off my chest. So, that being said, I understand the level of anger and quite frankly, from the, the from the Florida State fan base, and quite frankly, I feel they have a very good argument uh, for their stance. It sounds like that the big money players for Florida State um, are using this as a springboard to um, accelerate the talk of leaving the ACC and jumping into the Big Ten. Now, Chris... Aaron, JR, all of you who are watching, and the the number watching right now is fantastic. We have 70 people watching right now, guys. That's awesome. Thank you so much. If you would, give us a thumbs up. We appreciate it. Helps out the show. So we know the Big Ten doesn't like to bring in single teams. Now, they've done it twice. They did it with Penn State. 
They did it with Nebraska, but they kind of brought Nebraska in because they already had Penn State and they wanted to even the numbers out. We then saw them bring in Maryland and Rutgers. <clears throat> Mistake. We then saw them bring in UCLA and USC. And then they were like, hey, we're going to be good, good, good stewards. Oregon, Washington, we'll bring you guys in too. If Florida State comes, here's my question to you guys. Number one, do you want to see Florida State come? And number two, yes or no, if they do come, who would you like to see them bring with them from the ACC or from another division, if you will? And you have to make it logical, okay? You can't be like, Cincinnati, that's not going to happen, okay? Aaron, you get to go first. I think perhaps one of the obvious answers is Clemson. If they bring them with them, I would like to see also North Carolina, uh, Miami, the U. I would like to see those guys join the Big Ten as well. Um, and it's just simply because it extends our footprint. I mean, if if Miami's pretty far south. So, I mean, if we're out in Los Angeles, why don't we hit Miami while we're at it? You know, we might as well extend all the way down the East Coast. JR? Sorry, I was laughing at that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I uh, like Brian Kelly's, Brian Kelly's caddy a lot. He He's over on uh, the Always Irish Show a lot commenting, and I go over there quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I like the banter with those guys. It's all fun, though, and and they are great <laughs> people. So, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, the one that makes the most sense to me is Miami. People don't realize Miami is a better academic institution than I think sometimes they get credit for because you think Miami, you just think party, you know, South Florida, all that stuff. But they really are, you know, a well-respected institution. I'm pretty sure they are AAU. I meant to check that before coming on tonight. They are. Yeah, so they are. Um, so that that's a big deal for them. And to me, it just makes sense to, to bring in two from generally the same location. I don't know if you want two from the same state. Uh, you might prefer Florida State and Georgia Tech. But just simply for you know competitive reasons, I would rather see Miami because I think Georgia Tech is not nearly as competitive you know, in NIL and just on the field as Georgia Tech is. Chris? Uh you know, I think it would be a good move for Florida State to come up. If, if they do come up, um, I feel like Aaron mentioned North Carolina. I think that's a good fit. Um, I, I I like the idea of a Boston College who improved a lot this year. And, I, you know, halfway being there gave us a natural rivalry there. Not only that, let's, let's call it what it is. We've been trying to get Notre Dame. Let's bring in as many of their rivals as we can. Um, but ultimately, I think JR is right. Miami is the good fit. And this is why Miami is a huge television market and it's all about the money. It's all about getting those TV revenues and Miami is a big revenue market. And they Miami. have a ton of Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sure where you're going with that at first, Aaron. <laughs> I had to pause, I had to pivot. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Miami is a bigger market than Tallahassee television market. Yes. But I don't know if the fan base for Miami is bigger than Florida State. I don't think that's what they look at, though. 
No, I know it's not what they look at. I mean, we. I mean, it's obvious not what we look at. We brought in Rutgers, (laughs) right? (laughs) But my high school has more people. Be careful! There's somebody here who's a bit of a closet Rutgers fan. This is true. Uh, Um, So, I think there was a funny comment. I let me pull this one up, and it's, it's, it's. Let's see if I can find it. Um, But uh, yeah, here it is. Hawaii should join the Big Ten. <laughs> I would love that. Wouldn't that be a great road trip? <laughs> you that imagine is Hawaii road trip in Iowa? Hawaii and Iowa. You don't get two more opposite places in, in the in the world than that right there. Iowa and Hawaii. Um, now, you know, here's what I'm hearing, okay? And this this comes from Nevada Buck. I don't know if you guys have heard him before. He was all over the Pac-12 stuff. I mean, all over. And he admitted uh, yesterday that the same insider that told him the Pac-12 was going down and UCLA and USC was coming to the Big Ten before anybody else knew it is the same insider that told him that Florida State's going to leave. They've got the money already They got the money already there to where they can pay out because um, what's going to happen is in their contract with the ACC, when they leave the ACC, the ACC owns their television rights. So they lose that revenue money. But it sounds like that the boosters are fine, (coughs) fine with that. So, okay, here we go, guys. I got to put it up there. I feel sick. Yeah, that's not a good look there, Dylan. No one wants to see that. He um, does. The No, he doesn't. <laughs> the, the team that I'm hearing that will come. None of us do, Jay. The team. This, this show got off the rails in the comments. Oh the team God. that is coming with Florida State that has the money to do so, okay, that wants to do so is North Carolina. Now, that automatically means that if and when the ACC crumbles, Duke will want to come as well because you have the natural North Carolina-Duke rivalry. And the fourth team that everybody obviously talks about is, you're right, Miami. However, what I'm hearing is Miami is going to want to stay with Clemson and go to the SEC which means we're going to have to probably pick up another AAU school from the ACC, if that's the case. Virginia, mm-hmm. NC State, Georgia Tech. And none, no, no, those three don't move the needle, which means there's one spot if we're going to bring in four, and that, sp- that, that spot is in South Bend, Indiana. Now, I don't I, – they will they, – if they come, they are coming scratching, clawing, and screaming into the big 10. They don't want it, but some interesting things there guys. So, all right, we we're going to take a quick commercial break at this time. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the awards for Marvin Harrison, junior number one, number two, we went over 500 subscribers this week, which means we have a $50 gift card that we need to give away for some, for somebody from Christmas. So, Real quick, if you haven't already, go to our YouTube page. Subscribe if you haven't. Go to the video that's right on the top of the YouTube page and make a comment in that video and like it, and you will automatically be entered. And at the end of the show, I have my other computer over here 
we're going to draw a name randomly from that list in the comment section of someone who made a comment, liked the video, and subscribed to the channel, and they're going to get a $50 gift card, all right? And then after our show, head on over to JR's show where he can, uh, uh, where he's going to be talking about what tonight, JR? What do you got uh, going on over the Big Ten huddle? It's basketball. Basketball talk. Don't. Don't if sound so hear, enthusiastic. If you want to hear somebody go off about how terrible Ohio State basketball is and, you know, talk bad about Chris Holtman, you can come on over. But if you don't like that, that's okay. I get it's not, <laughs> I get, hey, I get it's not for everyone. In North Carolina. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hang tight, everybody. When we come back, we're going to have more Buckeye talk, and we're going to give away a gift card. So hang tight, everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Dylan, what's up, man? I can't believe I wasn't sub. That's on me, boys. Dylan! My goodness. Yes, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, what are you doing, man? We need to – here's what's crazy about about <clears throat> YouTube. So a, a while ago – I'm going to complain for a minute. They said they went from 1,000 subscriptions down to 500 to monetize yourself. And then <clears throat> we're working real hard. We hit a video this week that went, went – it's not viral because to go viral now is like 2 million downloads. 30,000 30, downloads. That's the best we've ever done on a video. I was just, I was flabbergasted. We gained over 180 subscribers off of that in one week, the best week we've ever had. And so I was like all excited. I go check it out and they've raised it back from 500 to 1,000 again to monetize yourself. So now we have to work towards 1,000, but I digress. Uh, great week on uh, YouTube for us, for our channel. Uh, best week we've ever had so we appreciate all of you and if you're watching for the first time we appreciate you coming and being a part of of tonight's show and banter on inside the chat all right marvin harrison jr did he deserve the bolitnikoff and how about the heisman guys let's start with the bolitnikoff first which he won on friday night and he won it by one vote over LSU's uh, neighbors, I think I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. Malik neighbors. Malik yeah. neighbors, who had 86 catches for 1,546 yards and 14 touchdowns, which were better numbers than Marvin Harrison Jr. had this season. And there are quite a few uh, LSU and SEC fans who are upset uh, that he, uh, that Marvin Harrison Jr. won that award. Now, if I recall, last year's winner had less had worse statistics than mhj did if i recall am i am i yes. correct in that chris i'm pretty That's sure correct. i am so it's not traditionally at least in not recent history just automatically given to the best player with the best <laughs> stats right neither is the heisman okay if you're just gonna give it to the best player with the best stats then hawaii would have had quarterbacks for like five consecutive years yeah. Have the Heisman when <clears throat> Chow was their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, right? Yeah. You don't just automatically give it for stats. There's a little bit of nuance to this too. So I'll start with you first, Aaron. 
did the Bolitnikoff people make a mistake in giving it to Marvin Harrison Jr.? I don't think so. I mean, I look, I understand because of who his dad is, why other teams would be jealous or be like, he only won it because his dad's Marvin Harrison. He's, you know, whatever. Um, but you're right, Eric. There's a lot of nuance to this. It's not just the best stats because otherwise Timmy Chang would probably have three or four Heismans. That's an old quarterback from Hawaii, for those of you that don't know. Or Colt Brennan would Colt probably Brennan. have two. Yeah. That's another guy. Uh, gosh, man, Timmy Chang had like 17,000 yards passing or some craziness through his career, but I digress. The answer, Eric, no. They did not make a mistake giving it to Marvin Harrison. The guy earned it, okay? McCord is the one throwing the ball. We all saw that. I think he worked more with less. He did more with less. His routes much better. All right. Well, They're, hold on. We can't use routes as as an argument for that. Route right. running. His if you his route running's really good. Like, come on. What you do can't you think? Do, what do you think NFL scouts look at? You think that they're just looking at their 40 time? They're no, looking I, at their route. I, I understand that, Aaron, but this when it comes to winning award, it's not based off of uh like it's not based off of like the uh doing that's what I want to like 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 we don't give the uh best linebacker award who's the 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 guy who just passed away uh from Illinois. Isn't that who the Dick linebacker Buckus award, right? We don't give the Buckus award to the person who makes the most sound tackles <laughs> with the best technique. We don't do that. No, but so you I don't may... think you can use route running as an excuse as to why. Although I do believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best route runner in college football, hands down. Hmm. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't look at that. And you're right. I don't think linebackers probably would on tackles, but perhaps the way they read the play, following and flowing, getting to depth for coverage. There's a lot of stuff. You know, it's a different position. Um, I don't know what I don't know what they look at. I could see route running being part of it. I don't know. Um, but bottom line, I don't think they made a mistake. I I understand the argument for neighbors. He had a heck of a season, but his quarterback won the Heisman. Ours had no business perhaps playing. You're being so kind right now. That's Aaron. He just bit his tongue. I just saw it. He went. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, go for it. So I do not know what SEC fans are whining about. If we have learned anything over the last 10 days, that mo is that most deserving and best clearly have two different meanings. I mean, come on. Hey. You know, you got Malik Neighbors out here. Playing with, now granted, as, as Aaron said, a Heisman Trophy winner who, let's face it, really didn't deserve that because that should have not gone to a three-loss quarterback. I don't care what program you play at. Uh, you know, obviously I think that this was a Michael Penix Jr. award is who should have had this, but I digress. Um, no, you, Malik Neighbors is a great talent. Don't get me wrong. He is a very good receiver, but <clears throat> cut and dry, Marvin Harrison – Despite the fact that if you look at the numbers, Malik Neighbors may have been the most deserving. Marvin Harrison is the best player in college football. Cut and dry, the end. It's that simple. So SEC fans can stop their whining, go back to celebrating their fake 
Heisman and their give me gift into the playoff, just shut up and go with it. Gee, money, Christmas. Chris, my goodness. Um, I think you have to put a little nuance into these things, okay? So when you earn the right to be a voter, whether that be for the Belitnikoff or whether that be for the Heisman or some other season-ending award, which a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these awards are voted on by journalists in the media. Um <clears throat> <laughs> hey now um former former award winners and then the people who are on the boards or committees that have that are a part of these awards like the Bolitnikov committee okay so that being said um i think what happens is those committees narrow the scope down to a handful of people and then at that point they're watching but the media as much as the media claims to be in the know, they are more so in the know for who they are covering. Okay. That is why when you look at Heisman voting, mm -hmm. they break it down by region. Okay. And the media in the South typically is going to vote higher for a player from the SEC or the Southern schools in the ACC. Same with media from the North and from the West. Okay. That is the bias is cooked into it, okay? And even though there's natural bias based on location and geography, there's enough, they try to make there enough voters from the regions to kind of equal each that, that bias out. I give a lot of props and respect to media members who after the votes are tallied and the award is given out that they show <clears throat> who they voted for, and they give their reasoning why. And you'll notice that a lot of these media members, when they do that, their reasoning is very different from one another. <laughs> so there is not a there is not a uh, particular uh, uh, thing given out to them from those committees that say, here's how we want you to vote. They just say, here's the award, and we need your vote. They don't tell them how to vote, okay? So it's kind of like, the Heisman. If I was a voter for the Heisman, I would give it to the very best player, which is why they don't want me to be a Heisman voter because oftentimes that player is like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, okay? It's not the sexy quarterback that ever seems like the Heisman goes to every single year. Like, for instance, Orlando Pace <clears throat> should have won the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. How about the year that um, Chase? Uh, what about Chase Young? Yeah, Chase Young. But well, I'm, well, let's go way back, right? The and year Robert Doug Flute, the, the the year Doug Flutie won the Heisman. Do you know who he who was second in the voting? It was a Buckeye running back. Come on, boys. Is that Keith Byers? Keith Byers, you nailed it. Good job. Keith Byers was second in the Heisman voting. You're, there's no way you could tell me that year, okay, that Keith Byers wasn't the best player in college football. There's no way. But he wasn't the popular pick, all right? So to me, if you look at if you look at the Heisman, it's all a popularity contest, right? Based off Just of like region. The CFP. 
So yeah. you, when you say nuance, you mean politics. Sure. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I'm thinking, I'm thinking on the field nuances. Okay. You're behind the curtains. Yeah. There's politics and it sucks. It ruins everything. On the field has little to do with the awards that are given out. That's fair. Chase Young over Burrow. Burrow had a great year. He did. You can't you can't deny that. He I did. would I would actually say you're probably right. There's that Chase that Burrow should have Burrow deserved <laughs> yes. that one a little more yeah, than Chase he did. Young. He probably he did. did. Plus, plus Chase had two games where he was suspended. So Right. That's a good yeah. point. Good I, I I I I retract that. You're right. Yeah, Burrow, I would have to agree with that. Burrow did have a little bit better of a year there, but how about how about last year? C.J. Stroud is he not yeah. proving right now he was the better player last year? Bryce Young sucks. <laughs> oh my I god, mean, he's terrible. Wow. I mean, you could go back some of those some. Some of those Heisman Trophy winners, Danny Warfel, terrible, huh? Vinny okay, Testaverde, G- G- uh, uh, Gino, uh, oh, Atkins, what was his name? Gino, no, no Gino, from, uh, uh, quarterback from Miami. So let I me know. let's I know l- l- so let's go here. Let's talk about the Heisman because. I have the I actually actually I have the Heisman voting numbers in front of me. Jaden Daniels, and I told you all Daniels was gonna win this thing a week ago, okay? I was rooting, kind of rooting in inwardly for Michael Penix Jr., but I, I told you all I think D- Jaden Daniels was gonna win. He ran away with this thing yesterday. He had 503 first place votes to 292 from Penix Jr. By the way, Marvin Harrison Jr. only had 20 first place votes. So the very argument that's being made by LSU and SEC fans that Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't deserve the uh, Blitnikoff is proven right away because they say, "Oh, it's his name and everything." Because he's a hair, because his daddy was a Hall of Famer. Then you look at the Heisman; he only had twenty first place votes, so he wasn't that popular. How many did Malik Neighbors have? Uh, oh, that's right, not as many as Marvin. No, he wasn't even he wasn't even considered for the Heisman. Boy, that's crazy. Marvin was in on the Heisman. Malik Neighbors wasn't, but you think Malik Neighbors was the best wide receiver? Have but, a seat. shut your but, face. But but like I said, Aaron, it's completely different. Talk about delusions. I, it, hey man, greatest best college football player. You can't be the best overall college football player and not be the best at your position. That does not make sense. Gino Toretta. There, there you go. we go. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, and Jay, Jay was on it too. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, he says, I, I the RLSU fan here tonight says, I, uh, there have been terrible Heisman winners. I agree. And I do not think Jaden Daniels is a terrible Heisman winner. I don't. I just think there was people who were more deserving. But as I said, well, the I, and I think there was people who were better, you know, in all honesty. Obviously. Three losses means that he wasn't as good as somebody who went undefeated, in my opinion. That, I, again, you got to look. Now, there's there, there's a little bit of nuance there. Who are you playing? How bad were the losses? Um, the SEC who, is the best. <laughs> 11, 11 and 1 in a conference where, like, like, let's look at Michigan, who went 12 and 0. Why wasn't JJ there then? 
because um, well, everybody realizes how much he sucks and he, he's a fraud. And he threw for 60 yards in one game. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving you guys a little bit of of the arguments here that it's not as cut and dry as you think. Like, so if you had a vote, Aaron, you had a vote. You you get the vote for three. You get the vote for first, second, third. Right now, who are you voting for and why? Of the people this year. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Personally, I would go Penix, Knicks, and Daniels. That's personally, right. that's what I would do. So, okay, there you go. Chris? I actually agree with Aaron. I, I agree 100% with what he just said. That's exact order I would have had him in. All right. I would have gone with Penix, Harrison, Daniels. I understand that, too. I, I do as well. I, I, I can't put Knicks in that, in that group. I watched him twice lose to Washington. To Washington. So obviously Penix beat him twice straight up, but my point being is, but here's my argument. Here's why I have Harrison Jr. as high as I do. I watched every snap that guy has played in his, in his college, collegiate career. You know how many snaps I've watched of Michael Penix Jr.? Probably the second most out of the group because he played at Indiana and then Washington. Yep. You know, Bo Nix probably third on that group, and then Jaden Daniels was fourth uh, that I've seen with my own eyes. So I admit I have biased in that. I admit I'm biased based off of the time I've spent watching these guys. I don't know why we get so up in arms with one another when bias is baked into the cake. It is. We're humans. It's part of it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, it's going to be what it is. That, that's one of the reasons why I try to tell you guys that Daniels is going to win this thing. He had no competition from the South. No one to take votes away from him. But, but I mean, I think we can all agree it was a joke. I mean, can we not agree it was a joke? Seriously, let's look at this. A three-loss SEC competitor in a year where the SEC was down and nobody can say they weren't. They had a losing record against all the other Power Five conferences. Oh. This was a down year in the SEC. (laughs) Good Lord. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> My wife likes Does her. Does she have Tebow. the hots for Tim Tebow? Oh. Yeah. Is he right Which, up there with Bobby Carson? Is she is she a female? Of course she does. <laughs> I would say she probably thinks Tebow a little higher of Tebow than she does Bobby. Now see but, that's just sacrilege right there. Yeah. There there's there's a there's a question <laughs> for her tonight. <laughs> You ever seen that meme where that guy's thinking and the wife's all mad and turned around? And he's probably thinking of some other woman. And he's like thinking about some kind of college yeah. football, you know? Yeah. That meme. I'll have to ask her tonight when she's rolled over which one she's thinking about. Like, which one's better looking, babe? She'll be like, oh, it's you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she likes a lineman. What can you say? Hey. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. <laughs> The SEC doesn't have down years, Chris. Ask the ESPN, ESCCPN. I'm going to tell you what. What's going to confirm that in the eyes of SEC people and the media is, is if Bama wins the national title. And by the way, uh, whatever LSU guy, um, we all want Bama to steamroll Michigan. I yeah. I don't have the whole like I usually cheer for the conference, I, but honestly, if it's if it's Michigan, I do not care. I hope they would, get would destroyed. Would we not? Would we not have some satisfaction though? Should 
I, I don't even want to say it. Should that team up north win the national title only to have it stripped, would there not be some level of satisfaction there? That's the only thing that would be better. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, to me. Yes, Chris, 100%. All right, guys, I am going over to, so if it looks like I'm doing something different, I'm <clears throat> I'm going over to our web uh, website right does, now. Our does YouTube this mean we're going to get rid of that page? It's got me and you mugs on that thing. Man. Yeah, it's, it's going <laughs> to, well, we're going to have to replace it with uh, JR and Aaron for this one. How about that? Okay. Should we do that? Does that sound good? Yeah. That'll bring All the right. girls in, Eric. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> we no, we'll put Bobby Carpenter and Tim Tebow's Tim head Tebow. in the next one. <laughs> there we go. And then we'll find ourselves with a letter. <laughs> Hold on a minute. What is what is happening? <laughs> so so let, let let me explain what's happening here. Um, oh, come on, so, show, just show the show the picture. I don't. I can't. I don't. I, <laughs> so we we did a picture of my just my face and Chris's face on an Amazon gift card as the uh, highlight for if you click on this and subscribe uh. and okay. Oh my gosh, Sarah! If we put Bobby Carpenter and Tim Tebow's face on the next one, she said she'll visit it daily. <laughs> She's a comedian. What can I say? I'm a all right. So the, it, 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 so we're gonna go ahead and, and draw a winner now, guys. Hopefully, um, whoever we come up who comes up with this thing, it, it gives them a good Christmas. If it's one of you who are watching, please go ahead and email me. Um, so I can uh, can get it to you. You can email the show at the OHIO podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. So the good discussion here. Let me head on over to my other uh, program here. So even though you won't see it, it is up here. Hold on. Time and, out. Before you head out. I'm sorry. Yep. Jay Thompson with the genius idea. Swimsuit okay. calendar of all of our staff. All the contributors, all the staff. No, no, no. That's, Jay. No one wants that. <laughs> no, no one wants that less than I do. Let me tell you. No more ideas, Jay. <laughs> You're cut off, buddy. Because <laughs> yeah, I think we'd have to have we'd have to have a monk picture in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody that contributes, man, you're in there. Oh, well, here shoot. we go. Do you think we can get Billy Bob in a speedo? He kind of comes on every oh, now and then. Yeah. <laughs> dude, if he, I promise you, he'll do it. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Very, very good, man. Oh shoot! All right, here we go. Let me. I'm up on the page now. Going to go ahead and click the button here. It's generating, and our winner is. At Jason H O S C H eight two nine seven. At Jason H O S C H eight two nine seven. So whoever that fella is, I will be hopefully sending him a message, and he will uh, get the good news that he is the winner of our fifty dollar gift card. If I do not hear back from him. What we will do, guys, just so you know, uh, if if I don't hear back from him by next weekend, we'll give it away to someone in the chat. Fair enough? I like yeah. it. That sound good, guys? Right in time for, for, for Christmas. So I will go ahead and try to get a hold of that fella, whoever that is, and let him know he was the winner tonight. Yes. And, and it's time to start getting ready to do that $100. 
hundred dollar yeah. gift card. That hundred dollar Amazon gift card when we get to a thousand. Thousand so. listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. All Tell right, guys. Your this was friends a, about me. There you go. Yes. Please again, like, share, subscribe. We really do uh, appreciate that. Oh, Jason says that's my buddy. There you go. Cool. Damn well, Jason, it. tell him he won. Have him email me. Have him email the show, theohiopodcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, cool. Thank you. You fixed the whooshing sound. Woohoo. Great job. Thank you. We 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 took your advice and we tried to uh, get our audio fixed. I was playing around with that a little bit tonight. It is technology, so sometimes Aaron bugs out down there in southern Ohio and the in the hills down there. So every now and then he freezes yeah. on us. But uh, uh, that that's to be expected uh, when you do that. So we appreciate that very much. We appreciate that kind comment. Again, please like, share, subscribe. We really do appreciate that as we continue to grow. We have so many things planned for this offseason, guys. By the way, we're going to be doing a video on our predictions. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming to the show, my friend. Yes. Um, absolutely. I know it was a lot of fun bantering back and forth. Thank you so much. Uh, we really do appreciate good luck in, in your bowl game uh, in, uh, uh, for the Tigers there. Um, we're going to be doing our bowl preview later this week, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to play a game, okay? Here's the game. Anybody who can guess the winners of the bowl game and beat Chris, JR, myself, and Aaron, so you guess better than all four of us can, okay? If you can do that, we will come up with something, whether it's merch or a $5 gift card or something. And we'll see how Maybe many people hockey tickets. I'll come visit your house. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. We'll see how it's many of them. supposed to be a prize there, Scooter. Yeah. Hey, said it wasn't. <laughs> also, if you live in or around the Columbus area on January 13th, we're meeting up at the OSU hockey game. I have hockey tickets that I want to give away for free to come and be a part of hanging out with the OHIO podcast. We're all going to be sitting together. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to come on January 13th, it's a Saturday night, I believe to Ohio state versus Notre Dame hockey game at the Schottenstein arena. I think Eric Osbeck's coming guys. So we're looking forward to that. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, shoot me a message. Let me know. Hey, you're interested in some tickets. We'll see how many, uh, I have 11 left and I know I have to give some to Chris, uh, and two to Eric Osbeck. So I have a couple left. So if you're interested, please let me know about that as well. We will be back next Sunday night at 8 o'clock. Be on the lookout for the bowl game prediction show. And we will leave our email on there to where you can predict the winners yourself. And you can compete against us for some prizes. Sound good, guys? Do it. Till next Absolutely. time, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. OH. I owe. I owe. Go Bucks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.